0: Instruction, golf business, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Botter and Scott McLeod. Well, welcome to another episode of the Flagstick Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jeff Botter. And uh, as uh, recently, uh, the Flagstick Podcast is brought to you this week by Strix on Golf Balls. Now, I have personally used the Zrixon golf balls for quite a while. I'm trying to think how long how long going back it's been, but it's been a while. And whether you're looking for a premium urethane option in the Z-Star series, a quality uh, budget option in the soft field, or somewhere in between with the Q-Star Tour, uh, Zrixon Golf is bound to present an option that will work for your game. For more information, visit zrixon.ca. Uh, I want to bring in right now um, my, my co-host Scott McLeod from our, uh, from our Atlantic office slash Atlantic studios uh, out in PEI. Scott, <laughs> welcome in. Thanks. And uh, how is everything going out east? Uh, how are you enjoying a little bit of R&R along with a little work? yeah it's uh it's great it's always fun to get back down here to
1: the atlantic office as i call it uh you know visiting my parents visiting. i like the
0: atlantic office
1: yeah it's it's a good spot you got to visit it a couple years ago which was was great for you to finally get down here um you know like i said visiting from my parents visiting lots of relatives uh maybe hitting a beach or, or two Per day uh <laughs> i saw the beach pictures there. yeah a little a little bit of golf mixed in there not much the golf's not really the priority more than anything but uh just just nice to get a little bit of downtime but certainly you know still mixing in a little bit of work and uh, nice to jump back on the podcast and and do it in two provinces it's, it is cool fun. and it, what, yeah. what else
0: is great about you when you go down there is i mean yeah you i mean your whole your family's all down there and that that side of it's awesome but you're also um reconnecting uh, with some people that used to be in in our region here in, Very in much. the National Capital Region in Ottawa, you you were uh, you reconnected with Sean Joyce, who used mm-hmm. to be, uh, used to be one of the golf pros down here, and he's now the uh, the head professional or director of golf at uh, Mill um, uh, Mill River, yeah, Mill River. So that that's kind of cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, it's it's good. I mean, there's a lot of people that uh, you know have links to Ontario, and they're people that you know we've met in the golf industry over the years. I mean, uh, while I was down at Mill River, not only you know spent a half an hour or so with Sean just talking about operations there, uh, they're becoming the first t they're the first t chapter uh, for Atlantic Canada. Uh, there, you know, they're having uh, quite a bit of success, doing a lot of uh, development, really uh, building out the facility there. Uh, And also had a chance to uh, touch base a little bit with uh, Louise Arsenault, uh, who you met. And we used to meet all the time uh, at the uh, Ottawa Golf Show and the Toronto Golf Show. She used to come up there all the time uh, back in the day when she worked for uh, Rod Resorts and then moved over to Mill River uh, a number of years ago. So great to connect with her as well. And you know what, Uh, even yesterday, I was walking uh, down the uh, pathway at uh, part of the Prince Edward island national park, and one of our listeners actually saw me and said, or you know, listeners, readers, long time. Uh Mike Riley from uh uh Brockville, just hey Scott, what's going on? And I was like, so there's a lot of people down here obviously yeah. having summer vacations, and uh for me it doesn't it doesn't always feel like a I shouldn't say it doesn't feel like a vacation, it always feels like home to me as far mm-hmm. as my family being here for, for so long. So uh, I just find myself sort of you know giving uh, directions to a lot of people and giving them some (laughs) guidance, especially the ones that are down here coming for golf. Uh, and they're asking about particular facilities and this happens all year long. And we're fortunate uh, you know, that we've done, uh, done a lot of, uh, promotion back and forth with golf PEI over the years. And, and obviously they're great as far as promoting the, the province. And, uh, yeah, it's always fun to, to, to see the golf courses down here and see how the
0: business is doing. And I will tell you it's healthy, just like it is the rest of the country. Beautiful. That's good to hear. What else is good to hear is that, um, we're back, uh, recording, uh, after, uh, a one week hiatus there, but not your fault, my fault. Um, <laughs> The one, the one, the one downside to recording podcasts and doing things across Zoom when you're doing this kind of stuff is that you are reliant on on the internet and the yeah. speed of it. And uh, I had some really bad internet issues. He I'm did. not going to mention the provider, uh, Bell, but. Um, <laughs> It was terrible for a very long time. We just couldn't, and we were like, okay, can't do it. We just can't record. No. So I'm glad that we're able to connect this week. Glad we're able to uh, deliver episode 15 of the Flagstick Podcast yeah. uh, to everybody. Um, we've got a great show uh, this week, as we always do. Uh, some, some great uh, discussions to be had on the front nine. Obviously, the uh, golf news continues to pour in as the season oh, yeah. continues to ramp up um we're not even we're kind of starting to get to a a peak uh we're in july now so we're starting to peak a little bit and we're going to start to bring some of that tournament and event stuff it's going to start to uh dwindle down as we uh, close in on august but uh for the time being there's a crap load of stuff going on yeah we've got a good chunk of it on the front nine we've also got um uh an interview that you did uh, on the back nine this week an interview with the newly crowned Ontario women's amateur champion, uh Carly uh, uh Mayer. And yeah. um, you know, obviously what's gonna be interesting about that interview is that uh Carly's 14. Mm-hmm. Just and, 14. And just, just 14 and winning the Ontario women's amateur, not the yeah. women, not the junior, no, the amateur. So yeah people will start to draw some conclusions and some parallels, I'm sure, uh, based on that. But uh, we've got an interview that you did with her in the back nine. And uh, Kevin Haim also has a simple drill for hitting better chip shots uh, this week on on the lesson tee. So um, let's get right to the front nine because there's lots to discuss. And the front nine is presented, as it always is, by Metcalf Golf Club, a natural setting, a pleasant challenge, looking for fun golf at a great rate. Say 15% when you prepay, uh, lots of golf left to pay. So go and prepay, uh, visit metcalfgolf.com to uh, to book your golf and to prepay for your rounds. All right, Scott, let's jump into the front nine now. Um, yeah, for sure. One of the most awesome parts about what we do here, what we've been doing here for 20, 25 plus 26 years. And one of the things that uh, that I love about golf in this region is um, intersectional season. Mm yeah um there's nothing more exciting i mean if there's if there's i realize not everybody can participate on in an intersectional team there's only certain number of spots available but it's it's true it's all through men's ladies senior men senior ladies juniors mm-hmm. and it's all club versus club yeah. um i love this the the whole idea of these divisions a through z whatever <laughs> um and you know four teams in each division and you win you move up you lose you drop down you finish second you host you finish third you stay you stay where you are and a lot of, a lot of teams if you're not up in a you probably want to finish in third if you're not yeah, going to yeah, win because yeah, exactly. you, you kind of want to go somewhere different right. every year and play uh, play yeah. other teams and stuff like that but the, the it's if you've never been to an intersectional competition let alone participate in one. If you've never been to an intersectional competition and seen the level of club support for this kind of thing mm. is insane. Like yeah. they, they're all team uniforms and the, the more... The more serious they get about, the more you see the uniforms start to gel down to the belt and the shoes, and you know <laughs> yeah. everything. They some 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 even have bags, and like it's yeah. it's pretty intense. It's it's just a pride to represent
1: your golf club, and I think that's what makes it so great. Is that you know uh, championships are fine as far as individual championships, and a lot of people get to compete in those, but it doesn't include as many people as these no. intersectionals do, uh, and the intersectionals involve pretty much every club in the valley Mm -hmm. you have all these qualifiers that lead into it you know clubs obviously do their qualifiers in their own individual ways but you know people are keeping up on who's doing well who's who's going to qualify who's going to be their our top person um you know and then obviously as you said you get to the events themselves And people have this point of pride of where are we going to finish? Are we going to be able to go up and, you know, the whole team gets there and a lot of people come out and support them. You know, if they didn't make the team, people come as a caddy, you know, they've obviously got a team team captain there. A lot of people come uh, as far as being spectators Mm -hmm. and to watch and to support their team and everybody rallies around it. And I think, you know, we know golf is a social game and this is a chance to play for something more than just yourself. And really there's, there's a lot involved when you're fighting for your six points, yeah. um, you know, there's probably more pressure on that. Then you might feel just playing for your individual championship. You, you don't want to let the team down, especially for the players as it gets down to the end and those points start to become critical and those matches become critical because if they don't get those points, it's going to determine what happens. Yeah. So, um, you know, you're right. It, it just, uh, it is a point of pride and it's obviously been happening for a long time. The women's now into 25 years, the men's for much longer than that, but, um, yeah, it, it's, it's cool. And the other part too, we should say is that, you know, this happens as well down in the Montreal district Mm -hmm. Uh, it also happens down in the Quinty and and Kingston region I was actually talking to some of their organizers in the last couple days and they've obviously seen what we do from a coverage perspective with the uh, you know the quick hits with all the scores as they roll in or whatever and they're interested in trying to do that as well uh, to try to drive up Participation and interest in them because they've seen what the Ottawa Valley has done over the years and how great this has become. And really, it is the pinnacle for most golf clubs through the entire year as far as
0: competitions. 100%. Now, uh, two of the five are completed now. Um, Correct. The men's uh, the men's intersectionals finished up, and the ladies uh, women's intersectionals finished up. Now, I don't know how in depth you want to get into the results of this. Uh, you know, as far as the winners go, I know we have a complete list of both. We do uh, at yeah. flagstick.com, which is probably if you want all the details of yeah, what's happened team. with the intersectionals, is probably the best spot to go is to visit sure. flagstick.com dot com and uh, and click on the appropriate one and find all the results. But um, generally speaking. Um yeah I mean the ba- the biggest thing obviously off the top
1: is that you know the in the men's division A which is obviously the the top division everybody's mm-hmm. trying to get to uh Rideau View uh, prevailed there uh, obviously you had a very very strong team uh and you know in the women's side of it Royal Ottawa took the top spot and that's the key thing more than anything because that's the position that everybody is is seeking yeah. um yeah when we start to get to the details I mean obviously there's so many divisions so many names involved so many points involved it's just a lot easier to tell people go to flagstick.com because i can tell you that on the evenings when these happen july 10th and july 17th when these events happen um you know we have those results kind of coming in all throughout yeah. the day and it's great to see golf courses as well making use of systems like golf genius yes and they're, they're doing some live scoring for the you know their different different divisions so we can keep an eye on it and then what we do is we tweet out uh scoring as we get it in and then as people submit the uh you know the scoring sheet and and the, you know, any photos or anything to it, you know, we get that out there. So it, it, you know, it takes... You know sometimes it takes a day and a half to get all the all the details in there but i can tell you that you know we're, we're keeping an eye on things and communicating with golf clubs and sites for probably you know anywhere from four to six hours on those evenings alone whether we're on vacation or not yeah, uh, yeah to make sure that they get up there and those get out because um you know we have massive traffic of people trying to check on updates as far as these events are concerned so um, you know we'll, we'll certainly strive to do that for for all the different divisions but uh yeah, as opposed to getting into all the details of every single one. Little, know, a little much. It's a little, yeah, a little we'll over we'll the leave top. It, we'll leave it at that. But, you know, congratulations to everybody. One who made the team. One who also competed and, and made the decisions to try and qualify yep. for their teams, um, making their team stronger, their clubs stronger, participating in those events. And, you know, the more that this tradition continues... The, you know, the stronger it becomes, uh, you know, through the years. And I think that's the thing is that people have to get invested in them mm-hmm. and decide that, you know, they are an important thing to be involved in. And, and once they do, as you said, you know, they really see what it's all about. And I think if people come and watch them, they'll realize, man, I want to be part of that team.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's It's funny when we talk about the scores and stuff coming in, and I kind of, I'm kind of going off the path a little bit here, but when we talk about the scores coming in and uh, when I started the, the the whole flagstick operation in 1996 and the first time that we did the intersectional results published in the magazine itself, I believe, was 1997 when we did uh, uh, full results. I yeah. was getting the results from the OVGA, Ottawa Valley Golf Association, OVGA representative on site mm-hmm. from each of the locations by fax. Yeah. There's a sheet <laughs> that they'd have to fill out. And it had the players and and who got what points and the total and it was like one single sheet and they fill out the sheet and fax it through. So I'm yeah a little bit. I'm different chasing, of nowadays. course Joe <laughs> Joe uh, uh, Joe McLean obviously was like my my. Um, my OVGA inside man. Cause I, right, he'd yeah. be checking with me. Okay. If you got this one, no, I need, I need a, I need, or I need, I need Q. I need R and yeah. M because yeah, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to get all these results and they're not going to, you know, who's got a fax machine and who doesn't have a fax machine. Yeah. There was no taking pictures of a piece of paper well, and emailing no. it or, or no, just, no, no, no. you know, posting it somewhere, sending it, sending it by. Well, uh, that,
1: that's the thing. Now we get them by, you know, we get them by Twitter. They tweet. Mm-hmm. dm we get them by instagram again they send by dm that way we get facebook messages we get texts we get emails we get phone calls they come in from all different directions it's not like one stream so yeah it, it kind of comes it becomes sort of like election night coverage where you're there kind of <laughs> monitoring everything <laughs> and sometimes you you know you might miss and what's nice though is that people realize that you know we re-request them and ask yeah. for them and you know we will get them multiple times from from different people where somebody sends it and going, hey, I see you're missing Division K comes from all different sources. Yeah. Lots of different sources or whatever. So, uh, but it's great. And and thank you to everyone who took the time to make sure to send them into flagstick.com. We certainly appreciate it. It makes our life a little bit easier not having to chase them all over the place. And and I know, you know, obviously the team at the Ovga has to chase them and they'll get the sheets in the official sheets in, but we like to get this news in and out as early as we can. Um, And so we certainly appreciate anybody that uh, contributes and passes on results for us yes
0: so much has changed hasn't it they definitely um okay so um in other ovga in other ovga news scott (laughs) um the uh, ovga city and district senior men and women's championship
1: yeah, they just finished up uh, yesterday. They had the first round the other day at uh, Carlton Golf and Yacht Club, and then they finished out at uh, Lock March, uh, which you know, tough, tough place to f- to finish on as far as yeah. the champ- championship. Tell and, me about and, it. And I can tell you, yeah, I can tell you as being no, a don't tell fan. me about it. actually. I, I won't even talk about it. But uh, Lee's Juban Bill, who actually won the uh, senior women's title, actually started out by making eight on that notorious first and difficult hole at Lock March, but you know, went on to win the championship <laughs> so and then, uh, yeah, a nice nightmares uh, a lot of people have nightmares of standing up the good thing team. for
0: lees is unlike unlike what happened to me years ago in in these the, the uh, one of the city, Amateur Championship. Champions, city yeah. championships there is that lees has the ability to come back and make a whole whack of birdies <laughs> to make up for the eight i did not have the ability to come back and do the same thing so when i made the big number the big number was hanging around for a long time and that golf yeah. bag was a heavy bag to carry wasn't it it was, it, it was
1: for a certain <laughs> caddy this one right here uh yeah and Peter Harrison ended up uh getting the win on the uh the men's side Peter obviously you know we know is a long-standing yeah. another long-standing champion in the district these are two both fantastic golfers and actually if you go over to uh flagstick.com and have a look uh you know the article by Joe actually lays out some of the past championships uh by Lise and Peter uh you know leading up to this one so for both of them it's adding another title to the resume uh, yep. that are already quite distinguished
0: uh so so great to see awesome um now the uh the flagstick.com uh, pg of ottawa tour um got another event in the pro pro and yeah. um, um you were a participant with uh, certainly was <laughs> with your <laughs> with your longtime pro pro partner derek mcdonald from yeah. royal ottawa um so how did all that go
1: it actually went well. I mean, uh, you know, it was a good day. It's always good to get out to, to play Eagle Creek. Uh, I would say from a playing standpoint for us, so we, we end up uh, five back in the league. We end up, I think, tied for 11th or 12th or 13th or something like that. I don't know, whatever wherever it was. We knew we knew we didn't have to stick around for prizing, let's just say <laughs> that. Uh, we, had, uh, we had a couple. We were pretty steady, just... Couldn't seem to make a, a lot of pots we needed to. Uh, had to birdie, I think, three of the last four coming home. Uh, to have some success and it's a you know it's an interesting format and you know we don't struggle normally in the Chapman format which is a modified alternate shot yeah. um, but we pulled a boo-boo on the 12th the par <laughs> five a oh my god we uh PG rated
0: yeah. podcast here because yes. that's not what he
1: was gonna say yeah as soon as you have a partner hit a golf ball in the woods you probably should have you know, the the smarts to hit something a little less off the tee, knowing you can reach that par five and, and not follow up and hit another shot in the woods that you have to pitch out on. So double bogeys on par fives are are not good. They are the death knell. I mean, you shouldn't make bogeys anyways Yeah, uh, in, in this tournament format as you can. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I won't throw my partner under the bus, but I'm sure he will tell you that he may have struggled a little bit early on in the round. Uh, He's still under the bus. Uh yeah, but uh anyways, it was a fun day. And you know what, it ended up uh being a four-team playoff for the main title at five under par, uh, which was cool. They ended up uh going to a sudden death or a sudden win playoff and uh reggie harmer and uh joe de florio end up prevailing they're the only ones that birdied uh in the scramble on the first hole in the extra in the playoffs so good to see you know the teams competing there and it really a lot of it came down to the 18th at Eco creek if people are always done eh? yeah that that uh and it was playing firm and fast really really was and uh um you know uh, a lot of birdies made on that hole to kind of get the teams in, in position and uh, yeah, just a fun day out there. And um, uh, in the senior side of it, John Doolin and Malcolm Tricky, uh, two guys who worked together at uh, Cataracway back in the day, Malcolm now retired and John now working at Smith Falls Golf and Country Club. Uh, They won the senior division. They were also at five under as well. So uh, a good, good win for them, but uh, a good day overall. And uh, you know, the, um, uh, it, it was my last sort of thing before I headed down here I right, uh, okay. played that on the Monday and, and, uh, started driving on the, on the Tuesday, but, uh, you know, no regrets as far as going and playing. It was a, a it was a good day and looking forward to more events with the tour later on this year. All right. Of
0: course the, uh, the next big one, I, I guess coming up would be, uh, the zone championship, would it not? That would be the big one. They have the, uh, I
1: guess the senior and assistance championship. Yeah. Uh, will be happening as well Uh have to double check the dates but i think i'm away for that one but the zone championship is obviously coming up uh in august uh down at loyalist uh in bath uh across town from me but i'm not sure if i'm playing or not we'll see um but you know a great spot for an event it'll be nice to have the championship sort of in a different area of yeah. the zone as well that's the one thing that's been happening this year uh certainly uh, you know Carol Ann Baxter has really, you know, moved around uh, some of the events, uh, you know, within the zone this year and, and the board as well, trying to make sure that, you know, uh, it's easier for people to kind of get to some of the events, mm-hmm. obviously with the, you know, things like price of gas and things like that yeah. and convenience, you know, it's trying to get people yeah. involved and as many people involved. And, you know, not everybody is in Ottawa, you know, some people are no, in the upper Ottawa Valley, some people are down by the Seaway. So it's nice to have
0: some events moving around as far as locations and, and people to access them. It's cool. Now, for anybody that wants to sort of follow up, uh, follow on uh, any of the uh, Flagstick.com uh, Ottawa PGA Tour uh, events, um, you can go to Flagstick.com. We've got uh, we've got a special yeah. area set up um, in the top menu. where You can click on. You can see the results uh, and stories that we posted on all of the Ottawa PGA Tour events. We're still propagating stuff from the past, but the current stuff is yeah. all yeah. Um, is all in those areas. So. Um, you can get all the results and stuff, and of course you can go to the uh, the Ottawa PGA. Um, .com website as well and you get the results they use Golf Genius so um, I'm sure yeah. the results in full will be up there but we do have them at flagstick.com in a special yeah. section for you. Yeah,
1: and it was good of you to mention that as far as that archive because obviously you know we've had a lot of support and done a lot of work with the the PGA of Ottawa over the years so you know developing that on our website only seems to make sense just make it easier for people. To, you know, we have a search bar but it's just a little bit easier to find yeah. them all in one spot. So, uh, you know, people that are interested definitely, you know, we get those questions all the time from people who won what in particular year exactly you know, the, mo- the easier that we can have that for people that can find it the probably the better it is
0: well yeah and especially stuff like the pga of ottawa um tour where it's something that we've been a spawn the the title sponsor of the tour for quite a few years now and and yeah. uh and Ann and i will be sitting down we uh, were Actually, unfortunately, I was supposed to sit down last week and didn't get a chance. But we'll be sitting down in the next week or so to kind of hash over some some fresh new ideas I have uh, going into next year's tour to really enhance the. Uh, um, enhance the tour and its uh its visibility if you will gotcha so cool. some cool things coming up there um all right got a, a couple minutes here before we uh we yeah. have to take a break but uh i just wanted to get to the senior invitation of brockville we've got the two ball mm-hmm. event coming down up down there in the, in september but there's other stuff going on down there as well and the senior invitational is uh, is a big event for brockville and that that just recently wrapped up as well
1: yeah, it, it ran for many, many years. And uh, unfortunately, due to the uh, COVID pandemic, it, it didn't run for a couple of years. So it was reborn with some new sponsors and uh, was uh, basically Dale Watts, a good friend of ours, uh, you know, obviously Watchy. a fine, fine player, ended up uh, winning that senior invitational down in Brockville. And uh, it's kind of neat. They've got Larry Robinson involved as the honorary chairperson, which is kind of neat as well. He's, he's, you know, played in the event and, you know, he's, uh, you know, well known as far as the area is concerned and beyond. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yes. uh, but nice to see that event. They had, uh, I think, just over eighty players. So uh, good to see those invitational tournaments, those
0: open tournaments, kind of, kind of re- be reborn. Cool. Uh, now, lastly, before we go to break, um, sure. New Golf Canada headquarters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just- now located in Caledon, Ontario.
1: Yeah, it will be. Uh, they'll break ground on that in 2023 with completion in 2025, but they revealed those uh, details yesterday. Uh, as you said, uh, in Caledon, Ontario, TPC Toronto Osprey Valley has become a partner there. Uh, I was fortunate to you know, have some discussions well, this is not a big secret, really. I no. mean, a lot of people knew it was happening, but uh, you know, I had some uh, detailed discussions with the uh, the owner at, at TPC Toronto as well as Lawrence Applebaum from Golf Canada a couple of years ago while visiting there about you know the plans for the headquarters. Uh, not only will it become Golf Canada's headquarters, it'll also become the Canadian Golf Hall of Fame Museum. Will be relocated there. Everything nice. else we will move from from Glen to Abbey, uh, and then it'll also be home of the first tee in Canada, which is kind of nice uh, as far as our performance uh center they have you know indoor simulators involved there they have a 30,000 square foot community putting green which will be publicly accessible for people to go in there and make use of and then the uh, club uh, association or the club management association of canada and golf ontario have also uh committed to moving their headquarters there and there's also going to be some other events that are supported by the pga of canada and so forth so it really will become uh, a, like a, for, a
0: main golf hub for, right for yeah. golf in canada and, yeah and in exactly
1: yeah, they're they're calling it a golf community hub uh, for golf in, in Canada. So it's it's great to see. You know, it's been a long time coming, and and uh, it's nice to to see that happening. Uh, the the course itself is obviously committed to to hosting future events. They've hosted uh, many things, including a PGA Tour Canada event. Um, you know, that's happening this week. Actually, um, they've uh, committed to hosting some uh, USGA events. I think the uh, Ontario, or sorry, the uh, Canadian. Wim Jr. is going to go there in 2026, a bunch of different things. So it it's really will be a headquarters for golf in Canada.
0: Cool. All right. That's going to do it for the front nine. Um, and uh, we got to take a quick break here. And when we come back, uh, Kevin Haim is going to give us a simple drill to improve your chipping. And Scott has, his, uh, has an interview with uh, recently crowned Ontario women's amateur champion, 14 year old, recently turned 14 year old, Carly Mayer. So don't go away. Stay right with us. We'll be back. With Z Star Series Divide, Hideki sees it all. See? There's the spin. And boom. That's the line. Introducing the two-tone Z-Star Series Divide, only from Strixon. All right, and we are back, and uh, it's a good time in the uh, podcast, as it always is around this time, to head out to, uh, head out to the Lesson T and uh, get a little golf instruction with our buddy Kevin Hame at the Kevin Haim Golf School, and the Lesson T is brought to you by the Kevin Hame Golf School. It's always the right time to play better. Whether you need private lessons, a better short game, some putting help, or even – custom club fitting, visit kevinhame.com And remember, golf is a lot more fun. Uh, this week, Kevin has a simple drill for hitting better chip shots. So let's
2: go take a look. Time for a quick tip, golfers. And today we're going to make you better chippers. You know, when I'm giving my clinics and my lessons, I see a lot of people allowing the club to pass them and they're sculling and mishitting shots and using the wrists a lot when they chip. Other golfers, newer players, sometimes even fall backwards a little bit and the club moves back towards them. So this is a downward hit to hit a little bumping, spinning, running shot, and you want to make sure your hands stay forward as you hit the shot. How do you do that? Let's put an alignment stick up my grip and rest it on my rib cage on my lead side. And then as I stand over the golf ball, you can see my hands are about four inches in front of the club. I swing back and through, keeping the alignment stick on my rib cage, and I hit a clean, tidy rolling shot. Give it a try next time you're practicing. It'll firm up those wrists so you hit better chip shots.
0: Yes, indeed. A simple drill it is. Mm-hmm. and uh, better chip shots better chip shots you shall get my <laughs> <Thank> god that's <laughs> hard to it's, say. It's, we take a week off doing the podcast and they can't even freaking talk anymore uh you know what that is that
1: is a good tip from uh kevin we just certainly see a lot of people that come out of lesson t and you know you just have to go to every golf course around and and find players that are kind of trying to scoop in their chips they're they're trying to you know use the tool as I say a little bit ineffectively and you know that's an easy way that he demonstrates there that you can kind of work on that so you can get a kind of a feel for it and and make a little bit more consistency in in your chips and pitch shots
0: for sure i mean it is called chipping not scooping or jabbing yeah
1: (laughs) yeah and we certainly see i see people that are so scared to make chip shots and 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 a lot of it has to do with just bad past experiences they have really Mm -hmm. poor results um but they really hope unfortunately that you know their poor technique will you know, somehow magically trans, you know, become something different and, and really it amounts to, uh, you know, they get lucky every now and then they hit a shot and it's okay. And they think that, uh, you know, their technique is, is, uh, is fine. Uh, mm-hmm. When really it's not. And, and really, if they uh, take a look at tip like that, looking how, you know, the club works and how they can keep the handle a little bit more forward, how they can make use of the, the balance a little bit more effectively as well and keep kind of the same amount of loft on the club, they have better strikes. And certainly, uh, you know, improve their chipping at least to make it consistent enough to put it in a place where they can actually you know get up and down and convert their shot rather than just creating more trouble
0: well that's it chip it once put it once or twice don't chip it three times mm, yeah <laughs> and exactly putt it three times not, and not you...
1: that anybody we know would ever have done that right never
0: it's never. never happened. The short game is impeccable. Of my, course. my whatever. I was just about to go to a Mike Tyson. I was gonna to go into a Mike Tyson rant there for a second. <laughs> um, all right, the back nine is presented by Golf Sim Gurus. Work on your game all year round in the privacy of your own home. Custom golf simulator setups built to your specs and to fit your budget. Visit golfsimgurus.ca to learn more. So uh, we talked in a uh, you know off the top of the show about um about carly uh, Mayer. Yeah. um now um you had a chance to sit down with her and she recently turned 14 like not not more than it's just a few weeks yeah ago. June, june 18th yeah okay so that's not long ago and she's now the ontario women's amateur yeah. champion and you had a chance to sit down and talk to her um about that and you know golf and life and yep yeah. you know 14 year old stuff um, yeah. although I will said- say,
1: I will say, if you listen to this interview, you will find out that Carly Mayer is a 35 year old and a 14 year old's body, as far as how she thinks and how she goes about, uh, golf and life. And you'll hear some references in here that you would not expect from a, t- from a teen in 2022, uh, which I think is really cool. And I think that's the fun part with this interview is that people are going to get to know her a little bit better. It's easy to kind of think about, you know, a 14 year old team playing golf, you know that they're sort of one-dimensional and this is what this person is about uh but don't paint this girl into a corner uh she's got a lot of things that are very wise to say and whether you are 14 yourself or 41 or 85 mm-hmm. uh think about what she has to say about golf in general and i think you'll learn a lot from this interview plus you will be entertained because you know she's
0: got a couple of funny references in there that are pretty good but uh,
1: i i think people will enjoy getting to know
0: carly a little bit better all right well let's get to know carly and And uh, let's have a listen to the interview right here, right now.
1: All right. We're sitting here with Carly Mayer, who just won the 107th Ontario Women's Amateur Championship. How was that for you?
3: Very exciting. Um, Stressful in the last round, but got to stick to the game plan.
1: Uh, 14 years old. Just turned 14. Yes. uh, Birthday just a few weeks ago. Did you ever imagine winning a championship of this magnitude at this age?
3: Not really, Um, it's still pretty surreal, Um, it's a really big accomplishment and I was happy just to finish top 20 and make the cut so uh, let alone win the whole tournament is really special. Yeah. I mean, things
1: have come a long way. I mean, I remember last year walking the practice round with you at, at, at Brockville Country Club uh, for the Ontario Junior Girls. Yep. Again, another tournament that you were wondering, maybe can I just make the cut? Yeah. Obviously played pretty well there. What do experiences like that, obviously, uh, you know, playing south in the wintertime times, the Florida State Golf Association events, what have all those things, have? what have they done for you from an experience-wise to get you ready for this moment?
3: I mean, the more experience the better, right? Um, if I can have different shots, um, different types of situations under my belt, that'll help me in the long run. But I find um, tournaments that have cuts, my only goal for that tournament is to make the cut. And then after, if I make the cut, then you know, you set the goals to bigger and better things. Um, but it definitely helps uh, having a lot of experience beforehand coming into these tournaments.
1: Um, will those goals change? Will you just say, hey, I want to win more of them now that you've done this or will you just stick to that plan?
3: Uh, you know, just I just want to you know play my golf and see how things uh, end up in the end. And uh, making the cut or not making the cut, shooting whatever I shoot, you know I'm always gonna try to play my best and perform my best. Winning's always in the picture.. Yeah. Um, but you never want to have your hopes set so high and then not reach them so I always go step by step until I know 100% that I definitely have a chance.
1: Uh, I'm going to take you back a little bit although there's not a long way to take you back (laughs) since you're only 14 but you know while I was out there following the tournament Chris Bell Camp sent me a picture of you uh, playing one of your first tournaments early on I don't know how old you were five six seven how old you were but um, you know what do you what do you think of you know you got into golf, you always enjoyed the game, you've always been very competitive. You like to compete and you're smiling as as I say that. (laughs) Um, What do you think that's done for you as far as your progression in the game and and, uh, how how you've taken to tournaments more than anything?
3: I mean, every golfer um, goes through different tours and different steps to get to the level they're at. Um, For me, play junior golf tour was a really, really big part of my junior golf. Um, because I had a lot of competition at my level then. And now, you know, the tours are, you know, going up levels slowly, um, to now golf Ontario and championships and women's am and stuff. Um, it's helped me along the way really. And just again, like we talked about more experience, um, the more experience you can get, the better you'll be because you've already been there and done that. And you'll, you'll feel more comfortable in the next situation.
1: I know you had some goals today. Uh, 10 under was one. You you ended up at nine. You (laughs) would probably be upset with that bogey on 17. But in the end, it didn't really matter. And one of the other ones I heard was to get your face on one of the signs (laughs) that's down the driveway here uh, that shows all the champions. And obviously, you're familiar with a lot of those champions. You've gotten to know a fair number of top players over the years, yeah. uh, managed to see them, play with them, and so forth. What do you think it's going to be like to uh, you know, come to a championship next year at 15 and see your face on one of those signs with some of those great champions? And we're talking players that not only have been you know, historically great as far as an amateur, but have gone on to the pro level as well.
3: Yeah, um, I have a feeling, <laughs> knowing me, that when my mom and I drive down, I'll be like, who's that good looking blonde on the <laughs> sign, you know? Um, I feel like that could be something I might say. Because yeah. um, that sounds like <laughs> me a lot. But um, yeah, you know, I had goals going in, one of them being to get 10 under. Um, I'm a big Beatles fan. So I mm. shooting minus nine isn't bad because that was John Lennon's number, nice. right? Yeah. Um, getting my face. Great, refer- <laughs> great reference.
2: I love that. Yeah. yeah.
3: And, uh, and then I wanted to go four days not going over par. Right. Um, you know, I went minus two, even minus four, minus three. Very happy with the outcome. <laughs> um and yeah you know it's 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 special it really is
1: yeah do you think it'll settle in more as the days go by what you've really accomplished because obviously right now it's fresh it's new um you maybe don't have a lot to compare it to but you know uh, you don't have a lot of time to sit back and enjoy because <laughs> you're back to another tournament right away
3: yeah you know I'm I'm gonna enjoy this for as long as I can because you don't know when the next win is gonna come or if it will ever come um, going into the next tournament, I'm just going to play my golf. Um, I'm, I'm not going to treat it like any other, um, I'm going to treat it like any other tournament because I don't want to, you know, throw myself off with anything. Um, I'm going to go in working as hard as I can, like I did this week and see how things, um, happen, but it's, yeah, it's going to take a while to settle in. I think,
1: um, you, you, you didn't, uh, you say you're not going to change your goals or anything, but you know, project ahead maybe a little bit i mean you win this i mean what are your thoughts for the kind of the rest of year? does it give you a little bit more confidence the fact that you closed it out and you did it in the way you did
3: yeah you know it uh like i already said it's a really special win but i really don't want um to let this tournament affect further performances Yeah. Uh, i want to be able to go into upcoming tournaments thinking that i've lost every tournament and to go in with that little extra spark yeah Um, Where do you you think you get that from?
1: I mean, obviously I talked to your mom a fair bit and I know know, her background in in sports and things like that, but where do you get that mindset, do you think? Is that just developed over time or do you think that's from them a little bit?
3: Um, You know, my mom definitely helps me with that kind of stuff. Um, I have mental coaches I'll talk to, but you know, one idea can lead to other things and mainly, yeah, I just, I always want to keep cool, you know? And I never want to get full of myself or, you know, start bragging because once you start doing that, you know, things can get kind of messy. Yeah. Um, so I always just try to stay humble. And I, I get that from both of my parents, really. Um, they're very, very humble people and you know just to you know move on with that is good
1: (laughs) so what did it mean to you to have your mom on the bag today obviously um i think she was more nervous than you were to start the day (laughs) i will say that right now and you probably saw that as well but you know that's special to have a family member there and obviously you know because you're homeschooled as well you spend an extra amount of time (laughs) with your with your parents but um so what did it mean to you in, in particular to have her on the bag all week
3: You know, I'm really close with my parents, Um, and for me, but I'm very independent. So I usually don't like having a caddy because I like to make my own decisions. Um, And my dad used to be my caddy, and I'd hit a bad shot, and he's like, "Well, what'd you do wrong with that shot? You know, how can you fix that?" And I'm like, "Dad, I hit a bad shot. Let's go on to the next shot." And, you know, then my mom and I, she you know, she would voice her opinions, which is totally normal. You need those extra opinions, but that makes me doubt myself and my decision. So going into this week, I was a little unsure of how things would uh,
2: play out. How, yeah, <laughs> so,
3: but we were really good. I was very impressed with how we got along um i actually kind of like not pushing my car (laughs) up hills (laughs) yeah so uh, it was kind of a nice break honestly yeah
1: yeah. uh and you know as we go ahead i mean uh you know you've mentioned before in in other interviews and things like that you know you've got goals um you know do you want to share those a little bit obviously they don't change they're the same but this is another step towards those goals where where do you see yourself in a number of years
3: um You never know how things are going to play out um, in the long run. Uh, You don't know what's going to happen. Um, But my goal is to get a scholarship and then pursue golf after that as well. I want to see how far I can go. Um, I don't want to just stop at university um, if I make it. I just want to go all the way and see how far I can push myself and see what my limits are. Um, because I do want to have the opportunity to play, you know, more pro events Mm -hmm. and I want to have the opportunity to maybe win a pro event. Um, so yeah, my main goal is to just push myself as much as I can until hopefully i get there
1: do you model yourself after any particular players somebody that you look out for i told you just before we got on this podcast the last person on this microphone that you have in your hand (laughs) right now uh was brooke henderson who's obviously been you know somebody from eastern ontario yeah um somebody that you're familiar with but you know it doesn't necessarily have to be her but is there someone else that you pattern yourself
3: after a little bit um you know brooke's accomplishments are unreal right and of course you want to you know, be there like that and, you know, go in those footsteps uh, in the long run. Um, I'm a big fan of Lydia Ko as well, just because of her attitude. She's never upset. She's always happy, you know, miss a shot. She laughs about it. Off you go. Um, You know, and that's probably someone I look up to a lot. Um, And then, you know, male golfers I love Phil Mickelson you know you can't go wrong with lefty um
1: (laughs) What, what do you like about Phil what do you like about his game or or him in general
3: um he's he has the same humor as me you know very sarcastic very witty you know quick thinking um and then in short games just phenomenal and for me personally I don't see how someone could not like him because he's just that kind of guy in my opinion but um, yeah, I love Phil so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that seems pretty obvious. Yeah. Um you kept yourself really calm this week and I mean a lot of people that I was talking to as we walk down the fairways, um, just said they were impressed with your composure. Um, you know, we talked earlier, you try to stay disciplined out there, try to avoid big numbers, things like that. Is is that just sort of uh, you know, a self goal that you've set for yourself or is it just something that you've naturally seen from other players and that you said this is what I want to do and that's my path to winning
3: um yeah (laughs) it took me a lot of effort to stay calm on the course today um knowing what could be right um I just you got to keep cool on the course and uh I'll go on YouTube and other than like Paul McCartney music videos (laughs) um I'll look at golf shots and like, okay. um, I don't know how you would say this, but like golf's worst moments. Kind sure. Of. Okay. And you see people nervous, you see people angry and upset and you're like, I don't really want to look like that on the course. Right. Um, so I always just try to stay positive and happy and calm and just shot by shot, you know, nothing's different. Whether there's a hundred people watching or no one watching, it's still the same shot and you got to move <laughs> that golf ball to the hole um so it definitely was a little trickier this week to stay calm um but i guess i managed to do it
1: well you did and uh, very impressive and i think a lot of people that are maybe listening to this could maybe take some lessons from you uh, <laughs> on that so again congratulations uh good luck with the rest of the summer look forward to seeing you hoisting mo- tr- more trophies in the years to come
3: thank you wow <laughs>
0: smart kid wow yeah
1: you know mature. maybe, maybe mature. it's
0: it, yeah very mature and i think that you yeah. know that in a lot of cases uh great interview by the way scott thank you um in a lot of cases what you see from these young young teenagers that have success you know at a young age, within the call it the adult ranks, if you will, right? Yeah, uh, maybe saw a little bit of the same. And I, I don't want to draw comparisons because people are going to want to start to do this with the Brooke Henderson stuff. Mm, um, and don't do it uh, because number one, at fourteen, she needs no more pressure on her than she probably yep. already has put on herself to do well and and, and achieve her goals. Uh, and number two, she's not Brooke Henderson; uh, oh, she's Carly she's Mayer. She's Carly and yeah. uh, and we have to remember that. But the maturity level of the young, younger players. And I see it. I mean, obviously I'm a hockey guy too. So I see it within the hockey ranks too. The, the kids that get exceptional player status to play up a level. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's, it's not just because they're big mm-hmm. uh, and can play with the older That's kids. a lot more it's, to do with it. It's maturity. That. It's up here. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. their, their age, their maturity level for their age that allows them to play golf against, um, you know, bigger, stronger uh, you know older adults mm-hmm. and yeah. have success and I think that you know Carly fits into that sort of thing is like okay yeah. she's she's 14 but yeah. she's not 14. Kind of yeah, thing, you know,
1: yeah. what was funny about this, though, too, is that, you know, there's such a younger age demographic in the Ontario women's amateur now. So, you know, there are players that are significantly older, twice her age, or almost three or three times, almost four times, some players. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in her final group, she was competing with a 13-year-old who actually went on to win the Ontario Junior Championship, and, you know, a 21-year-old who, you know, is still in university, but, you know, obviously seems a lot. A lot Crazy. older than than Carly, but um, yeah, you know what? Great kid. It's been fun to follow her um, for a number of years now and see her game progress, uh, see the support that she gets. I actually just got to meet her dad for the first time uh, this week. You know, right. Nad, Yeah, uh, Nad. Her mom's usually with her at, at a lot of the events, and she happened to caddy for this event. And uh, you know, as as Carly mentions uh, in the interview, um, but you know, great, great as far as just supporting her. That's, that's the fun part. They let yeah. her do her thing. There's not a lot of interference. Golf is her thing. It's her game. She knows what she's doing and they just do everything they can to support her dreams and what she wants to do. Uh, and it's just nice to see her win this title, uh, you know, this earlier in her career. And, you know, we're not going to sit here and predict what's to come no. for her, but just to applaud her for what she's done already. And, you know, she has expectations for herself
0: and we'll let that play out. Exactly. Exactly. She, you know, especially with golf, when it's in such an individual, an individual game, everything about your, your, you know, where you want to go with it is, is it's on to you. you, you know, yeah. you want yeah. to put in the work. Um, and you have the skill and the talent and the drive and the passion, then you can achieve it. But that just because you do all of that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to translate into multiple wins on the LPGA tour and and so on and so forth. I mean, because there's a lot of good golfers out there. There really is. Um, So great interview. Uh, Love listening to that. Um, uh, I I certainly hope that our listeners and viewers um, enjoy it as well. Um, We'll probably take that interview and break it out into a separate little uh, video for the uh, Flagstick YouTube channel as well, so sure, people can great. listen to it directly. Um, all right, um, something a little interesting on in Product Watch uh, this uh, <laughs> this week. Um, I'm feeling a little bit nostalgic when when I saw this, but it's far from nostalgic. Uh, I guess yeah. is the point. So uh, I want to get to Product Watch. Uh, uh, brought to you. Uh, buy Greensmere Golf and Country Club, save forty percent on all-day green fees with Flex Pass for only four hundred and twenty-five dollars plus tax. Visit greensmere.com for more information and to pick up your Flex Pass. Uh, okay, let's dive into product watch. The Ping Chipper. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the Ping Chipper because this is, like uh, I said, nostalgic only because we go years and years and years ago and talk about chippers and two-way chippers and stuff like that that people used to use because, frankly, they couldn't chip with a wedge. Right, Um, yeah. And – but this is not (laughs) – this isn't in that class.
1: <laughs> no, and it's a little bit more advanced. And, and here's the thing. You know, this is nothing new for Ping. Ping actually had a O that was out in the 1970s. Yeah, I remember it, was, it. it. And it was quite funny the other day when, you know, obviously posted some early pictures of this Ping Chipper and the fact that it was coming out and people were like, wow, I can't believe Ping is going there. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Ping has been there for yeah. a long well, was time. Was there right place Ping hasn't been? Right. So, you know, from a design perspective, Carson Solheim took on a lot of things over the years, including the O, which was, you know, one of the first chippers that was out there. It's basically a club, you know, designed specifically for chipping. And if mm-hmm. people have... Uh, you know, certain struggles. They don't hit a lot of greens. They have to chip a lot during the rounds. Maybe they struggle with it. This makes it a simple, effective tool that they don't have to modify another club in their bag. And and basically, the pink chipper is, you know, it's a 431 stainless steel club. Kind of, you know, has the loft of a nine iron. I think it's 38.5 degrees. Uh, has the length of a putter. So as a result of it, you basically just take a setup like a putting stroke and just basically work with that with the loft. And and you'll get these low, nice little running chips. So um, for anybody that struggles, and we certainly know you know lots of people over the years that we've seen that do struggle. Uh, you know, you can go back and, and look at the lesson T with uh Kevin Hain there if they if you want, but you know, from a club perspective, this is something that's helpful as well. So um it's really used for shots, you know, kind of under 40 yards. Um, I haven't played around with this one yet. I've played around with a Chippo over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, you know. Thankfully, I don't miss that many greens, or enough that this would be a club that would be useful in the bag. But I can certainly see how it could be very useful for a lot of players, especially well, mid handicap amateurs. Let's just
0: say for the type of player that this club is is targeted towards being useful for. Right. Um, when you talk about okay, well, this is another club that I can put in my bag. Well, you can only have fourteen clubs in your bag. You know, where do I, what comes out to put this? in? Well, for the type of person that this is targeted for, there's anything at the top end is probably very easily removable for right. for the type yeah. of player that this is this is this is for. This is like having, you know, instead of having a 52, 56, and sixty-degree wedge, you might drop the fifty-two-degree wedge because you can hit a pitching wedge instead and put this in, or you might drop the four iron. Well, yeah, you Uh, you see a lot of people, yeah, you see a lot of people,
1: especially, you know, Players that are emerging, we'll call them, or aspiring players that, you know, if you looked at their gapping within their sets, you'll see like a four iron, a five iron, or a three iron, and they hit all those clubs the same carry distance, the same yards. It's effectively one club. Yeah. uh, And they don't have to use that club a lot. Whereas if you look down the scoring end of things, you know, there's obviously more gaps that are there, and this becomes more useful than just, you know, carrying around Mm -hmm. an extra long iron that is not doing anything different. So, uh, Um, Yeah, it's just an easy way for people to kind of address things from an equipment standpoint. Uh, And basically the company emphasizes, you know, you basically just use the same effort you would uh, with a putting stroke. So it's not like you have to learn how to use this or learn to do a lot of things with a chipping technique. You basically set up with it make a move like you would with a putter it just happens to loft into the air and then start running so that you don't have to use those you know putters off the edge of the green when you get people that are obviously nervous about you know uh, chipping uh you know they're five and six and seven yards off the green while that's great in scotland it doesn't work well here in north america where you have you know longer fringes that are hard to work the ball
0: through so what's interesting uh, too is in keeping with obviously ping is very well known as a as a club fitting company yeah, um, I mean, all the companies are all into fitting and stuff. But ping, this is for what sure. Ping's been doing for a very, very long time. Right, uh, and even the chipper mm-hmm. uh, comes in the uh, the array yep. of color codes for yep. uh, for fitting. So uh, anybody that might think, oh well, you know, it's you know, it's just a you know another club and whatever. It, it's the same principles apply when it comes to mm-hmm. ping equipment you're going to get fit for it. It's got to have the right lie angle. It's got like, and, yep. and even the, the grip is a specialized grip for it. It's a slightly longer, um, uh, yeah. uh, sorry, slightly longer grip, um, than normal. And, and you have the fitting color codes there. So it's typical ping yep. and it's, you know, innovative. And I think it yep. will help a lot of people. Sure. Um, know around the greens yeah
1: and the other thing they do too is they use that hydro pearl 2.0 finish it's a chrome finish on this one and that finish if (laughs) you you know you haven't caught some of our content before on some of the pink wedges it's designed to uh not allow water to kind of stay on the face and what it does is make sure that you still have a good amount of friction so what it means is that you know when you're chipping with this uh, you're not going to get as much moisture residing on the face you're, and basically it's what's going to happen is that you get more consistent results as far as spin is concerned and friction off the face uh you know on days when maybe that's a little bit of moisture or, or so forth so like you said they didn't it's not like this is an afterthought they put the no. 10 color codes in there as you mentioned the grip that's three quarters longer so that you can grip up and down on it um you know there are some adjustments there it's available in steel or graphite you know if for preference for players as far as feel of what they're used to um it, it's not like uh, again they just kind of put this out there and slap the chipper name on the back of it and here's one one size fits all for everyone they yeah. put the same care and consideration in this as they do the rest of their which is
0: which is what you're grown to expect from ping and I would expect nothing less than yeah that for from sure ping, so it's good to see that yeah awesome well that's a cool little product watch feature there so yeah, anybody like that it. wants to check that out ca.ping.com you got her and uh you can uh, check out a chipper and uh maybe it fits, uh, maybe it's the type of club that's going to fit into your bag yeah for sure cool well scott <clears throat> you're back yes, in the, you're back in the eastern ontario offices next week uh the eastern ontario studios yeah later uh, in the week I, I will be back but
1: uh certainly uh in time to record our next episode for sure
0: Okay, I was I was just wondering: Are we doing another? Are we recording another episode from uh, Maybe, from Atlantic uh, the Atlantic <laughs> offices? You just let me know. <laughs> all right, uh, doesn't matter to me one way or the other. You never
1: know; I get my st- uh, my toes stuck in the sand; they might not come out. But...
0: <sighs> <laughs> nice, yes, I like to get my toes stuck in the sand, but that's not <laughs> going to happen. Um, okay, well that does it for Scott and I for for this week. It's, uh, as always, it's been a, a great show. Nice to get caught up and uh, get you all caught up. Uh, I want to make sure that we thank our sponsors. Um, actually, before we get to that, uh, yes. I want to remind people about two things. I want to remind you, number one, about the limited edition flagstick head covers that mm-hmm. we have on our yeah. website. Love um, them. They're available for sale there, $29.95, I think is what we have them up uh, for sale now. And uh, you can buy them directly from the website. Uh, we've been shipping them out uh, recently. So uh, it only takes, if you're in Ontario, Pretty much if you're in Canada, it only takes a couple days for me to, um, to, uh, ship one out, uh, in Canada. If you're looking for that, uh, for a gift for yourself for an upcoming event or a trip, you want a cool looking mm-hmm. flagstick head cover, check that out, flagstick.com. Um, also the flagstick two ball championship. We're still, we are going to have to close entry on this soon because we, uh, we do have a clothing component to the registration gift now with Levelware. Levelware has come on as a, uh, a new, uh, sponsor, and uh, they're going to be pre- providing a cool little quarter zip pullover and, uh, and a uh, level wear cap for each of the participants to go along with the nice. custom limited edition head cover and the Sundog sunglasses that are already in that uh, registration kit. So it keeps uh, it keeps adding up, um, but it. because of the clothing component of it now, we have to close registration. I'm I'm going to put a soft deadline right now. I'm going to a soft deadline of uh, the uh, first week of August. As right. a, uh, as a closing deadline. So if you're looking to play in the two ball at Brockville country club, September uh, uh, 11th, 12th, 10th, 11th, 10th, 11th, 10th, 11th dates. Um, then <laughs> you want to get into that. Now go to flagstick.com yeah. and register and get into it is limited space available to begin with. And now with the clothing, I got to have your shirt size yeah. before uh, the event so that we can order everything. So do that. Awesome. Um, we have the, uh, um, The uh, YouTube channel contest that's still going on uh, for at least another week or two. Um, Our great friends at Cleveland Strixon and Mint Green Group have provided us with some cool prizes. Uh, So if you visit the Flagstick uh, channel and you um, subscribe to the channel, because you have to subscribe and leave a comment, I want to win free stuff on any of the videos there and you'll be entered into the draw and you can win a Cleveland um, RTX Zip Core Wedge a Cleveland frontline putter or a, a dozen Strixon on uh, q star tour golf balls. So awesome. one of those three prizes could be yours, but you got to, uh, you got to yeah. subscribe to the uh, Flagstick YouTube channel to do that. So, all right, now that's it. Thank <laughs> you to all our sponsors against this week, Metcalf golf club, golf, Sim, gurus, Greensmere golf and country club, uh, Kevin Hame golf school, and our presenting sponsor this week, Uh, Strixon golf balls, as always. Uh, Whether you're looking for a premium urethane option, a Z-Star series, a quality budget option in the soft field, or somewhere in between the Q-Star tour, Strixon is bound to present an option that's perfect for your game. Visit Strixon.ca for more information. Uh, Hopefully, you've been enjoying uh, what you're listening to and watching uh, on these podcasts. Be sure to follow us across all social media networks, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and subscribe on Spotify, Audible, and Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like us and click the notification bell to make sure that you never miss a single episode. Get over to flagstick.com for even more amazing golf content delivered every single day to that website. Always appreciate you tuning in until next week. I'm Jeff Botter. I'm Scott McCloud. And always remember, go for the stick.